Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. What a beautiful day. Sun splashed all day. And I didn't get a burn today because I didn't even go outside. <laughs> Life Recovery Bible is what I'm going to be reading from. And... It is the NLT Bible. I believe it's New Living Time Bible or something like that. I should know that. I should know that better than that. It's from 1998, I believe, is the uh, copyright date on this. Um, yeah, it's 1998. And it's uh, Life Recovery Bible is a... Uh, it's a Bible, but it also has recovery stuff mixed in with it. So, and they go through and they tell you about what what they, uh, what that what happened. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So this is the Bible that I really. I learned a lot from, and uh, it's a it's a great Bible. It really is for a person who's in recovery too. And that's the thing is, is that that I've noticed is that we don't see much of these around. It concerns me that concerns me that people are not really into the Bible and. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's that's not that's none of my business. Well, my business isn't me. And I'm into the Bible. And I love the Bible. And I love God. So, this is why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for God. That's... Whatever, if people listen to this, or if they don't, I don't care. Because I know God likes it. So that's what I care about. Alright, chapter 2. Ruth works in Boaz's field. Now there was a wealthy and influential man in man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband, Elimelech. Once the once the Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, "Let me go out into the harvest field to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who is kind enough to let me do it." Naomi replied, "All right, my daughter, go ahead." So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters. And as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of father-in-law Elimelech. While she was there, Boaz arrived. 
from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you, he said. The Lord will bless you, the harvesters replied. And Boaz asked his foreman, who is, not, who is that young woman out there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, She is the young woman from Moab. She came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few moments rest in the shelter. Boaz went over and said to Ruth, Listen, my doctor, stay right here with and un, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right here, right behind a young woman working in the my field. See which part of see which part of the field they are beginning. And then follow them. I have wanted the young men not to not to uh, treat you roughly. When you are thirsty, help yourself to the water, then then have drawn it from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness, she asked. I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Ruth, Boaz replied. But I also know about everything you have done by your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own and your own on to live here among the complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under these wings, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. I hope I continue to please you, sir, she replied. You have comforted me by speaking to me kindly. Kindly to me, even though I am not one of your workers. So, I know I had read that before, but, you know, it's just good to go over stuff, too. At mealtime, Boaz called in to her, Come over, Hoyer, and help yourself. Help yourself to some food. You can dip your, you can dip your bread in the... Sour water. Sour wine. Or she sat with his harvesters. 
and Boaz gave her Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all the all she wanted, and still wanted, still had come left over. Says I'm left over. When Boaz, when Boaz went back to the work again, Boaz ordered the young the young man let me let her gather grain right among the among the sheaves without without stopping her and pull. And pull out the heads of barley from the from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up. And don't give up her a hard. Don't give her a hard time. So Ruth gathered barley. All right. Ruth Ruth gathered barley there all day until she when she. When she beat out the the grain that evening is is filled and, and eight hours of work. It's filled an entire basket. I'm sorry. We carried it back into town and he, and showed it to showed it to her mother in law, Ruth, who gave her the who to give her the the roasted grain that was left? It was left over from her from her meal. Where did you get? Where did you gather all the grain in, in today? Naomi asked. When did you work? May the Lord bless the one who helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man in whose fields she had worked. She said, the man I worked with today is named Boaz. May the Lord bless him, Naomi told her her daughter-in-law. He is showing his kindness to to us as well. As to your deal, as to your dead husband, that man is one. That man is one of the. That man is one of our closest relatives. One of our family redeemers. Redeemers. Then Ruth said, What more? Boaz even told her and me to come back and stay with the harvesters until the entire harvest is completed. Good, Naomi exclaimed. Do as he said. My daughter there, my daughter, stay with his young, stay with a young woman. Right through, right through the whole harvest, you might be you might be harassed to, uh, to by other field 
other fields, but you'll be, you'll be safe with him. So Ruth worked alongside the women on Boaz fields and gathered grain, gathered grain with them until the end of the until the end of the Harley harvest. Then he continued working with them through the wheat harvest to in early in early summer. And all the while he lived with her mother in law. Well, once again, I, I'm sorry, but the way I'm reading is very, uh, you know, no matter how I look at it, it's so, it's so t- tiny and small. And uh, I'm trying my best to get through. Get through. I'll be able to read the whole thing. Just bear with me. Please love me on love. Read Ruth. Two, four through eighteen. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to go on. So this is the part that has uh, it has a column set aside, and I'm gonna read it, and then we'll go on with the other stuff. Okay. Well, it says, read Ruth 2, 4 through 18. Please love me. Isn't that the, isn't that what, isn't this the whisperer's cry of our heart? We may not want to we may not want to admit it for fear of rejection, but we all are hungry for love. Some of us are starving for affection because of previous losses. We gather whatever crumbs we can we can find to fill that hunger deep inside. Ruth was a young woman who had known lost in hunger. Her husband died, leaving her without any means of emotional or physical sustenance sustenance she followed her mother-in-law Naomi to a foreign to a foreign land and gathered leftover grain from our harvested fields just to have enough to to have enough to stay alive Boaz the man who owned the fields was a relative who could marry Ruth if he so chose, chose, fulfill her needs for love and protection. Naomi told her to begin to transferring. Naomi told her to go to the dressing for where Boaz was sleeping and curl up, curl up at his feet. Culturally, the displayed a request to be taken care of to be taken care of Boaz was quite happy 
to find Ruth there and later marry her, providing the love and provision that she had lost and longed for. As we turn our life over to God, we need to venture toward developing healthy love relationships with people and with God. It's scary to say, please love me, but it's worth the risk. If we don't satisfy our hungry for love in a legitimate way, we will be driven back towards, be driven back towards our addiction, our, our addictive, competitive behaviors, compulsive behaviors. We can be with, we can be sure that when we end up at the feet of Jesus, he will be glad to find us there. He will, he will provide for us and protect us and love us. I listened to Pastor Robert Morris, and he was talking about this, about the Bible, how even though there's other people, you still know it's Jesus because of the uh, of what he does and how how he gives this lady the week and she she sleeps at his feet. You know, it's it's always it's, it's very comparable to a to a story like this that Very comparable to, to uh, Christ's attitude and his behaviors towards people. The love, the love he gives us, and um, that to me says that it's Christ. Even though he hasn't come down to earth yet, and just before, it's still Christ because he's still, he's still, he's still guarding. He's still doing. The, he's still being with God at the right hand of the Father. He's never left yet. All right, reflections on Ruth. Insights from the story of Ruth. One six one six through twenty two shows us the painful beginnings of the recovery process. In choosing to leave Moab, Naomi was admitted was admiring her powerlessness or admitting her powerlessness. She displayed brutal honesty as the as she advised her daughter-in-law to reform to to return to their family of return to their family of origin, Naomi knows knew that the she would be she would be unable to supply 
she's, I'm sorry, she's been able to support them in the years ahead. But she also knew that in sending them, in sending them away, she said she was dismissing her last vestige of support and security. As bleak as the situation was, Naomi was willing to surrender, I'm sorry, willing to summon the courage to build a new life. Too often our desire for short-term security permits us from stepping out in faith. We cling to the people and things that help us feel secure. This, however, only keeps us from turning everything over to God. As a result, it is often as a result is often miss miss God's best for us. We often miss God's best for us. In Ruth three one seven. Naomi's plan to find a husband for her daughter-in-law may seem a little strange to us, however. It was based on scripture provision to the perfection of the widow. Deuteronomy 25, 5-10. God had assigned God had assigned the responsibilities of caring for a widow to the dead husband's brothers near relatives. Since Boaz was a since Boaz was a near relative to Ruth's dead husband, he was bound by the law to do something to help her, do something to help her program for rebuilding her life. God often provided direct direction for us in his word, but that doesn't mean our life will automatically, automatically work out. We need to live, we need to take Steps of faith and obedience following the plan, the recovery. As we see, as we see in Ruth 4, 11 through 17, Ruth and Naomi's recovery from loneliness and destitution ends happily Naomi, who had lost her family, 1, 4 through 5, had a family once again. Ruth, who had, who had lost her husband and all hope of prosperous future, 1, 8 through 9, was given a husband, a son, and hope for the future. It is interesting for 
it's interesting to note that Ruth sacrifices sacrifices lifestyle while recovering, not only to herself and Naomi, but also to us. Boaz was Ruth had a son named Obed, and he became the ancestor of Jesus Christ, who has provided the means for all of us to recover from destructive effects of sin. Right, so that's what this goes. That's what this does. At the end of the uh, chapter, goes through and compares the uh, our programs, our program to the to what Christ is doing in these in his book. And you can see the you can see how Christ is like I was talking before. You can see how Christ is in all this stuff. It's so easy to see. You know, and it's so easy to know that he's, he is our father. He's going to take care of us no matter what, if we let him. And that's the thing is for me is that I just need to know that. I need to know that he's our father. He's going to take care of us and not be so upset about things. And, you know, it's Christ, Christ is in the middle of all of this all the time, so... You know, he's each and every one of us. So all we have to do is, you know, take care of our resentments and take care of our our pain, anger, and rage, and take care of the seven deadly sins. So that's what we need to do, you know, and if we want to have any, if we want to have any success in the program, that's what we have to do. You know, and be grateful to God for everything we can get for, for all. For us, for our lives, and uh, we need to stop being so uh, judgmental. And but you know, it's it's the thing is, is that when all this changes when God comes, when Jesus comes down here, just be aware of what's going on. Just be aware of his his image. He's where he is. And learn to go to them. Because if we don't, we're going to have, uh, we don't want to find out what's going to happen. Let's just put it that way. But anyways, I love each and every one of you. And um, I'm going to continue to read this stuff too. Because it is a, uh, It is the, it is what it is, you know, and, and I don't want to disappoint God. I don't want to live through God. So, I'm going to read a little bit of Samuel here. Okay, so it's the big picture. The big picture. Of finishing with old Samuel, the last edge. One one through twelve twenty-five. God's men is bought is bought on the 
God's man is brought on the scene. 2-1 through 3-21. The problem continue. War with the Philadelphia. I'm blowing that one. Road with the road long story. Wow, 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 wow. War with the Philistines. Forty through forty one through seven seventeen. And King is be King is requested, chosen, and chosen and accepted. 8 1 through 11 15. Samuel, Samuel's retirement, 12 1 through 125. Starting with the, starting with a new Saul, the first, the first king. Thirty-three one through thirty-one thirteen, the sudden failure of Saul as as leader. Thirteen one through fifteen thirty-five. A new leader appears, David. Sixteen one through seventeen thirty-eight. Saul's obsession with David. 18.1-30.31 The death of Saul. 31.1-13 Alright, so it's going to go through this... Uh, Gonna go through and have another he's got a side call. And what's gonna do is introduce us to Saul. So Book of Samuel begins with the birth of the prophet Samuel and ends with the death of living ends with the death of King Saul. It contains a catalog of lives for us to learn from. And some exemplary, others not. Samuel was born in the time of the judges when people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. Judges, 17.6. The people were far from God. Eli was the high priest, but the flaws 
in his leadership can lie yeah, I'm sorry, can be seen in the dysfunctions of his own family. Since Israel lacked strong spiritual leadership, God chose Samuel and prepared him to lead the Brazilites, the Brazilians, I'm sorry, the Israelites back to God. Near the end of Samuel, near the end of Samuel's ministry, the people demanded, demanded a king. They wanted to be like surrounding nations. God was not pleased with Israel's demand, but he chose Saul to lead them anyway. Saul, though a man of great potential, was self-centered and disobedient. He never achieved what God had intended for him. When Saul was still when Saul was still king, Samuel anointed David to be the next long next king. David became a national hero by killing Goliath. And he won numerous other great battles with God's help. But when Saul realized that David was in the line for those, he was consumed by bitterness and tried to kill him. Finally, Israel, finally, finally faced with defeat in battle, Saul took his own life. The book, the book portrays some who moved toward God and towards wholeness, and often who moved away from God and towards disaster, jealousy, bitterness, and disobedience. De- destroyed the life of King Saul. But forgiveness, trust, obedience brought David great success. The book clearly shows that the only way to the only way to wholeness is by trusting and obeying God and following his program. Good old Samuel, all right. So the bottom line of this page is purpose. Track Israel's transition from the period of judges to the sea to the era of, sorry, of kingly rule. Author unknown 
but probably most of it was written by Samuel. Nathan and God were the contributors. Audience, the people of Israel, date written, the book was written, and the book is probably started starting clearly The book was probably started during Samuel's lifetime and finished around 930 B.C., setting in Israel between 1120, that's right, 1, 1 through 20, and 9 through 71. I'm sorry, 9... Okay, and it's 971 B.C. is what it says. Key word, key verse. What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your basic offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to the voice? Listen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Key facts. Shiloh, Gilgal, and Rama, Bethlehem, Gath, Elam, Hebron, the wildness of Judah, Selong, Erdor, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, key, key people and relationships. Samuel and Eli, Samuel and Saul, Samuel and David. Oof. Well, I'm going to mark it right there. And go from there. And, uh, I, I, I want to see if this is on video, see if any of this is on, uh, the internet because it's really, really super small. And, um, I like reading it. Why? Because I know I can help people. So I'm sure God will help me out there and get me pointing in the right direction. And uh, just say a few prayers for me today to be able to do this. I really appreciate it. So, with that, if no one else has told you they love me today, I do. And I say that with the power of love.